wait a minute. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we are back for another week of Megasheen. Uh, I am Victor. And I am Nick. And we have a very, very special guest with us on this good show. Uh, Victor, you want to announce who we got today? Yes, we have one of the most influential people that we know um, who has been killing it when it comes to comics, comedy, <laughs> um, you know, even with some of the some of the great videos that we've seen on Twitter back in the day. So when you have seen all types of funny things that involves Justice League, Jean Grey, Storm, all that great stuff. The first person you think of is Steph I Will. So we are very fortunate today to have Steph I Will on the podcast. <laughs> Woo! Hey, I'm so happy to be back. Yes. And it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. And well, no, you know, you've been busy. No. Yeah, speaking of busy, let's talk about Steph is <laughs> now in the world of comics, not just talking about them, but writing them and just really hitting it out the park and just really making big waves in the comic world. So y'all better be glad um, that we, um, that we are very fortunate to be around this great person, Steph. So welcome Steph. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much, of course. <laughs> I always make time for folks who, um, you know, have been supportive from the beginning and you all have always been there. So it's happy to be here and to be talking about this because like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so let's catch up. Um, what has everybody been doing um, in the past couple of weeks or so? Yeah, you know, um, trying to make them deadlines and not like make them, uh, let them make me or whatever diamonds told her uh, cousin and play. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you try not to be ebony, basically. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying hard, child. But you just came mm-hmm. here to dance. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you don't know how many times I say that once a day when I sit down to my computer. <laughs> I just came here to type. <laughs> right. Oh, Junior, doing the most over there. Right. Well, Victor, what about what about you, Victor? Um, you know, I've you know back to work, tired of driving the little eight miles to my office, um, sneaking off. Well, I'm gonna say it, sneaking off. Sometimes if I don't have meetings, I just sneak off to the Galleria and walk around there, and then maybe return to the office in about two hours. But you know, I just kind of enjoy being. I'm calling your boss first. Um, Come on, two hour lunch. <laughs> I, one day I was like, it's been two hours. I ain't bought nothing. I've just been sitting here eating poke, you know, eating poke. So I'm like, let me just- Not you thinking you Maya Wilkes. <laughs> True, but you know what? It, this, the, the gag is everybody in the office kind of do that. So that's not a secret. Yeah. Um, buying plants that I don't need. And um, we had an earthquake that I didn't feel the other day. So that's about it. Um, yeah. yeah, I love to say y'all had an earthquake. It was only like a 4.3. Like, like okay, like it's so, like it drizzled a little bit outside. Right, like, <laughs> oh my God, we had an earthquake. I'm like, girl, y'all didn't <laughs> even feel it. Like, something. <laughs> Meanwhile, and it'd be an earthquake in North Carolina, I think it was last year, and I was like, oh my God, are they bombing? Like, what is going on? <laughs> this is bombing Gilead. 
Well, like I heard I, I, as soon as somebody said, oh, uh, I must hide. And I thought I, the the ground was shaking. I was like, OK, here come the Californias. Here comes East <laughs> West Coast saying, oh, my house shook and it damn near fell apart. Like, OK, girl. <laughs> yeah, if my, oh, yeah. <laughs> if my, for example, if my Diana Aurora um, area doesn't shake, then I don't, then it's, it doesn't count. Something has to shake for you to be like, oh, okay, we actually having something. Cause like you won't normally feel it. And I don't know, I was I was in the I was in the kitchen and I didn't even feel it. And then all of a sudden I saw someone tweet earthquake and I was like, earthquake, where? <laughs> it was like it was here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I didn't feel it, unfortunately. But um it, you know, I, I think about the first time I felt one, I was really excited. I was I called all my friends, told everybody, but now, you know. 14 years later, it's not a big deal. I know, I'm really mad at it. I would love to be in an earthquake. I want to be in like a big earthquake though. But that's just- You just want to be in a dramatic setting. <laughs> now you know, cause, okay. So I have been watching, um, apparently I'm on my Roland Emmerich and I was watching A Day After Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I watched um, that new one with, uh, oh, what's his name? Gerard Butler, Greenland. That was I love man. Greenland. It was really, I thought it was okay. Well, for his, you know, his uh, apocalyptic, whatever movies be kind of, uh, but this he one I was like, okay. That. I'm like, you know, maybe when she was running after her little baby or whatever, uh, after that car, I was like, okay, oh. so y'all doing a little tearjerker. I was like, all right, I can get with this. Right. I didn't, okay, was it me or the, like midway through that movie, all of a sudden Gerard Butler had an accent? I was like, oh yeah, I he lost high. it. Okay, okay. No, he I, lost I, I wasn't high then. <laughs> no. I was like, where the fuck does accent come from? But the asteroid all was getting ready to hit, and he was like, well. Let me drop that shit right quick. <laughs> but it, it was a, an all right movie. And then I watched yeah. 2012, and that, oh. I'm still upset that the ex, no, the new husband, like the plastic surgeon, went through all of this movie and then died at the end. I'm like, I would have been pissed off if I read that script. Like, I don't get to survive. No, that family got to get back together. Right. Like, <laughs> fuck me, right? Fuck my drag. Like, it was very, it was very upsetting. But, uh, oh, and I watched San Andreas. And, whew, that was a hike. I, I never knew how bad that movie was. And even The Rock's biceps couldn't save that movie. No. Mm-hmm. Like buildings just getting torn apart like shucks of corn. I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> shucks of corn. And like, ain't nobody's kind of code, uh, building codes are up to date in uh, LA of all places. Like, y'all just gonna tear the buildings apart like sheets of paper. I'm like, okay. Well, so, that's actually a situation, right? <laughs> that's actually a situation. Now, see, I looked up because. The science, the science behind San Andreas is no science at all. Because how the San Andreas, and I know we're like venturing off to somewhere else, but <laughs> the San Andreas fault does not move like they portrayed it to move. It doesn't, it's, um, what do they call it? I don't know, we're not on like video, y'all, but you have two plates and they move by each other once that tension goes then that's how a san andreas fault 
such a, a fault such as San Andrea goes, it doesn't just rip apart like that and it's like yeah. like a fucking zipper like I was that so is upset. how they had it <laughs> like all of the buildings just just like just tearing apart I was very upset with that but you know I love me some destruction and Roland Emmerich's supposed to be doing another movie about the moon all of a sudden being pissed off uh did y'all see that 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 trailer all of a sudden no. the moon is like Oh God! Is the moon going to fall into the earth? I think so. Something like Sign that. Sign me up. I it was like that is like my favorite crazy. situation right there. The moon was like, all right, right I have, I have had it. <laughs> I am tired of being up here. So the moon just going to fall onto Earth or some kind of crazy ass shit. And I can't wait. Oh, moonfall. Yep, I'm ready. Mm. <laughs> Fuck Skyfall. Oh, Holly Berry is in it. Oh my okay, because I know well, that okay, wig is gonna be a skew. I cannot wait. It's gonna be because Halle Berry to the side in a wig and some camp, and we she is in space. There's a <laughs> teaser for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh it's kind of cute. I'm ready. Oh, uh, you wow. didn't Nick, you didn't got me. Let me when this come out. Let me mark my calendar. Not <laughs> the calendar. I am excited. Okay. I want her to come in that wig that she wore to the Oscars. <laughs> that no. duster. That looked like um, like when you are dusting and you see like a clump of dust that looks like a fucking dinosaur. And you're like, you know what? Let me put that on a wig. That look, that's, um, that's what that they, hair looked like. They said that the astronauts are supposed to stop the moon from falling into the earth. What? Huh, <sighs> huh. okay. I'm Whatever, I'm gonna be in a. I'll be there. I'm, I'm confused about it, but a nice, know, a cute little edible gonna set that right off. I'm ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's anything like Hulk versus Godzilla, then I'll I'll probably watch it because oh, that was insane. That was. I'm like, I, what? I the earth, like, the earth did not fall apart after a hole in the. <laughs> like okay, somebody dying. So. <laughs> Oh, or somebody's because you know a whole city loves to be just wiped the fuck off <laughs> right I, uh, I, I didn't know he was on oh. y'all y'all love disaster movies so I'm sure y'all watch Armageddon when oh was like you every day for <laughs> a year I didn't I was like, like Armageddon 10, I, think. I, I like Deep Impact better than Armageddon I like, yeah. yeah I cry on Deep Impact I did cry on a deep impact. Um, right. Armageddon was just. <sighs> it was the asteroid talking and being upset that got me. So I don't know. Like, I just thought that that was funny and it gagged me. So I was like, you know what? This is my movie right here. Because also, like, the United, the whole world is going to trust the United States to be the one to save everyone. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, right. We came and, we came and saved ourselves from COVID. That's right, saying. that's what I'm saying. So I'm just like, all right, well, that is foolish of, because I'm like, we're not the only one with a space program. So somebody else could have came up, went up there, but Bruce Willis. Right. So. Bruce Willis. Well, I think, I still think he's fine, but that's. Well, he. No he judgment. Him. But he's a Republican. <laughs> oh, well, let's go ahead. We're pretty much into the show, but let's go ahead and get into the show. 
because you know a lot of stuff has been happening and um since we've been talking about movies i guess we'll just go ahead and talk about you well you know Candyman came out on demand this past week um people watching it live tweeting have y'all seen Candyman yet absolutely not no i have not I don't know if I want to see that. Right. I um, it's. mm -mm. I mean, I will eventually see it, but mm -mm. I did buy it though, so I support it. But um, it's gonna be sitting there for forty-eight hours. (laughs) You know, the rent to go away. Right. I don't know if I want to see it or not because that I I said last show there are certain things like uh, there's a lot of things that I'm not scared of, but something about uh. Candyman just creeps the shit out of me. And I don't know what it is, if it's just like this man that is just not bothered until you have to say his name like 45 times or whatever the case may be. It was just like the original, I still, I've seen it like a couple of times and I won't see it again because it it scared me that way. It's almost like, um, I put it in the same sense as Rosemary's Baby. I was, I've seen mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby like once. I don't need to see it again because something about that just creeps the shit out of me and I don't know what it is. I get it. Because I be proud because <laughs> I was at UIC because part of Candyman, there's a scene in the old one, um, there's a scene where someone is attacked at the UIC parking lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think a couple times I would have to park over in that parking lot and I would just be walking fast i'd be i'd be on class i'd be in class on time whenever i parked in that parking lot i'm like i ain't playing no games right. Victor, did you watch it yeah <laughs> the new one yeah and i'm thinking about when the one you're talking about i think it's when he was like hell uh-huh like, oh i don't need you cop no we just don't need to be doing it the new one is it's it's good they play mm-hmm. on the mythos of the original um, there were some things out of it, and one thing I wish they would have kept was Helen. Um, but besides that, it was pretty good. There were some parts, some it kind of fell apart for me. It fell apart near the end. Um, but for, there was a scene that was really creepy, and, and they talk about like I think in Caprini Green there was holes in the walls sometimes, mm-hmm. and. You know, if you went into the laundry room, there might be a hole in there. You don't really think about it, but then all of a sudden, here comes Candyman through the hole, and so you're just like, "Wait a minute!" You know, and now that makes me like think about like you know just random holes or, you know, even you know little random little things like little holes in the gate of you know parking places. Somebody just come walking through and just trying to give you some candy and a hook. So you know, I just don't know I'm ready for that. I did enjoy it. I. I do want y'all to look at it and I would love to hear what y'all think of it. It was, some parts was cute. You know, the cast was very sexy. The black part of the cast was very sexy. Um, again, you have Yaya and then Lord. You know, he can just be in the movie and just sit still and I'll be just happy with that. That's I'll be, fair. I'll be happy. That's real fair. I've watched Aquaman a couple times uh, because of him, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And it's funny when you think about the fact that he's been, he's been really in the comic book world, you know, with Aquaman, yeah. Watchmen, um, mm-hmm. about to do, he's going to be in Aquaman too, I believe. 
um, just playing all these interesting type of characters. About to be in the Matrix. I'm just like I know um, his range, or at least his acting. Um, his filmography is just really it's diverse. So shout out to him for that. Yes, shout out. To him. Ain't no pigeonhole, no pigeonhole. Uh, yeah, he said y'all won't be doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not on tonight. Play, yes, he will play the tree. He will play the tree. <laughs> he will. <laughs> that sh- uh, that um, Scarlet won't. So, you know, anything is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. What else has been going on? Um, oh, Lord. Well, as you know, we're still in the midst of a Pippi Longstocking. Um, and it seems like we may not get out because now all uh, Pippi Longstocking friends are coming. Um, Delta, Moo, New, all of the, you know, Greek alphabet is coming through. Oh, it's all over the world. Yes. And recently, you know, if y'all been on the social medias, you knew that a certain, you know, artist um, has not been vaccinated and said the reason why that she has not been vaccinated is because her cousin got some type of ball, balls, uh, a, a disease and you know, she has to do more research to do that. And, you know, that kind of it just went from that to where Jory was involved, everybody else was involved, Trinidad is now involved and all the things. So yeah, Nicki Minaj. Sick and shut in. I was gonna say that, sick and shut in, put on a prayer list. Um, yeah, I mean, she lost the plot when she married uh, who she did. Yep. Uh, mm. But yeah, mm. well, you know, get that blessing oil out and, you know, come on down to the altar. All right. I, you know, Nikki, I am a fan of some of Nikki's work. And I think she mm-hmm. is a talented artist and a talented rapper. Now, how the fuck ever? Um, what further research do you need to do? that epidemiologists, uh, virologists, the entire branch of the CDC and all of these medical organizations have done to research uh, COVID that they missed. Like, what makes you think that you are so above that threshold that you need to do some more research? I, I I don't know. Where are you getting your research? through? Is it peer reviewed? Uh, Does it have to go through clinical trials? Um, These people that say, oh, I just need to do research. Like what bitch on Facebook? On uh, Parler? On Reddit? Like where are you doing this research? Like I'm to the point where, and this might sound um, insensitive, that if you straight refuse to get vaccinated because you don't believe what's in this vaccine, then I don't have much sympathy once you get COVID and then once you pass away from it. It just doesn't, um, I don't know. I mean, and also like if you don't want to get it, then like be quiet about it. This is the thing, like you don't... (laughs) I don't know, like people just let their their mouths just run and they don't have to do that. Just be quiet. 
<laughs> no one is outright right. asking you. And even if they are, then I don't know, like figure it out or, or just, I don't lie. Hell, I don't know. Just like, right. like it's it just being really silly. Cause like, you know, how people are going to react and you know, what is going to happen, how it's going to snowball. And then to further say stuff that isn't backed up by any type of anything, it just doesn't make any sense. Like just being goofy for no reason. You're right. Well, not no reason, because I feel like a lot of it um, is just probably, you know, people like to talk about uh, agendas and distractions and stuff like that. So let's lean into that. And maybe that was her trying to distract from whatever her and um, (laughs) her man who can't go to Chuck E. Cheese was doing. (laughs) That trial they had. Now, (laughs) I saw that the Met Gala. (laughs) She couldn't go because the Chuck E. Cheese was over there. Oh my goodness. I think well, Chuck E. Cheese really is over there too. That's what I was like. Oh no, they were serious about that when somebody tweeted yeah. that. I was like, yeah. Somebody was joking and someone was like, no, it's the Chuck E. Cheese over there. Mm. <laughs> I said, these people, I there was a I was gonna say something else, but I'm just over these people. Yeah, um, so this past week or a week or so was the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And everybody was like, oh, we must never forget. And oh, all of those lives that were lost. Okay, September 11th was bad. It was bad for America. And it was also bad for the innocent Afghans and Iraqis that we murdered too. Now, how are we gonna commemorate the damn near 700,000 people that we've lost in counting to COVID once like are we going to say never forget or are we just going to say oh i guess them's the breaks like i i like it's the latter yeah, it, everyone, i mean that's how i mean not even necessarily everyone but just how government officials and other folks like the cdc when they were like hey y'all don't you don't need your mask anymore if you get the get the vaccine it's like why would you all even that was a just bad be quiet movie. just it's it doesn't hurt for people to keep the mask on just tell them to keep it on yeah mm-hmm. and oh you know, and the trust you can trust people and you can trust them like no you cannot <laughs> you cannot you right. can't trust someone not to steal your lunch out of the um break room fridge let alone yeah. <laughs> to wash their hands <laughs> what oh my god um, it, it, yeah it's it, but it, what was funny to me was just the, the support. So this whole thing just snowballed to where we had like, you know, some of the crazy black folks doing protests at the CDC, you know, Nikki fans and who they were talking, but it turns out this group was a cult, some type of other cult, it's a whole funny thing. Oh my Lord. Now the Trump supporters are out here flying Nikki flags. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, is, that is a plot twist. All right, that is a twist i didn't see coming and they they even doing like talking about supporting how you know she was right talking about all this stuff on fox news i'm like i i don't know what dimension i got sent to i don't know you know when dr strange did all that foolishness that he did no wanda this is wanda's fault because this is white women (laughs) because this is why we are we are we got switched into some other universe some other reality where Nicki Minaj is about to be the 2024 presidential nominee for the Republicans. Cause this whole situation Ooh, Lord. has just, 
they out here supporting her, flying her flags at the rally they had on the, yesterday. They only had like two people there, but you know, they were still out there mm-hmm. doing the most. And I'm like, how did we get here? How did we get where Nikki is now, a rep, you know, representing the voice of the GOP? How do we get to this situation? I don't know. I, I just... I, I don't even know if we're going to get out of this anytime soon. <laughs> no, I, it really doesn't feel like we will because, I mean, you got that. And then who knows what will happen this week? It's just like every time you think things couldn't either get worse or just be more strange. And then, then a new week comes and it's like, oh, no, hold my beer. Um, I'm about to show you all something. Yeah, we're about to have a train to Busan situation. I believe, or the stand. We're about to have the stand. We're about to have the stand. Listen, I just want to be not around when any of that. Let me go out in the first wave, but I'm good. Good luck right. to everybody I'm not, else. I'm not doing nobody's uh, apocalypse <laughs> survival ass. No. Take Mm-mm, me out no. swift and painless. It's, and I'm in the South, too. It's hot. No. Right. <laughs> that long. Mm-mm. And the water ain't working? Oh, no. Oh, Don't no. be funky forever? Mm-mm. Oh, no. Well, My name ain't Carol from Walking Dead. <laughs> Lord, I don't know where I want to. I, I I think I I kind of want to go through the apocalypse, but I kind of want to be in a certain place. So I'll probably be in Beverly Hills, um, in somebody's oh, wow. house. Um, after the, after they pass away, I'll just be in their house and put me in the Galleria over there by the. Beverly Hills place too, because they got everything. I can eat over there. I can put on new clothes. You know, just something where I can just feel like I'm gonna survive and live with. I can write. Okay, Victor. All right. <laughs> and then you can go to the Getty, and then you can go the to Getty's uh. <laughs> way it's way out there. So actually, the Getty will be a good place because it's on a hill, so you can just be up. <laughs> it's on a hill. You got to take a damn little mini train to get up there. So. Yes, put me up there for a while. I'll be happy. Right. Get at paintings I can't pronounce. So I'll be up there. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, let's see. We can. We, we you kind of mentioned the Matt Gala, so you know the Matt Gala happened. Um, it was cute for what it was. Did y'all check out any of the fashion? The people kind of watched a little bit of it. Yeah, so um, one, I forgot that it was even happening, but I happened to be scrolling on Instagram. And I was like, man, it's a lot of, you know, gowns, beautiful gowns. I was like, oh, wait, the Met. So I just kind of perused on there. <laughs> and then um, someone sent me a tweet. So even though I'm like deactivated or whatever, I can still kind of see. And I was like, wow, <laughs> the Met Gala coverage on Twitter is so very different from Instagram. It was like, you know, all vibes or just folks talking about looks. And then Twitter, when AOC popped up with her tax the rich, what folks thought said, eat the rich, did say tax the rich. And then I was like, (laughs) the discourse, I will not be there for that. But I thought um, like Kiki Palmer, um, you know, Megan was giving me prom, but I loved it. Um, Who else? Uh, Someone had like a sword. Am I making up stuff? I think I remember somebody had a sword. Or maybe not an actual was. sword, but it was given <laughs> Knights of the Round Table. But I did like it. Um, 
Regina King was giving us um, a pimp name slip back and I could, you know, American, because the thing was like American dream or something like that. I'm like, okay. It was like American independence. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Lil Nas X was cute with his three different, you know, uh, the poncho. It wasn't a poncho, but his comforter <laughs> set that came off. Um, right. His metallic look, what was underneath. And then he had a bodysuit. He had a cat suit. He had the bodysuit. He, you know, you know, he had to have a cat suit. But right. I wasn't, I mean, it was fine. I feel like we've had better. But also, it's me sitting at home. Right. <laughs> and, my, uh, and my Nike running shorts and um, the same hoodie rotation I've been going through for like <laughs> <laughs> all, of, um, all of quarantine. But I thought it was fine. I thought Iman looked good. Um, right. That was the best look. Yeah, to me, yeah. There was that, um, I forgot her name, but she, uh, only thing I know about her, she has really dark skin, but she she had like a real short uh, feathered little wig on. Um, I forgot her name, but she looked good. I know he's talking about somebody put her next to Vixen and I was like, mm-hmm, yep. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Um, Rihanna's man looked like he had a crunch berries comforter on. Oh, that's a man for real. Um, Aesop Rocky. Yeah. It's an oh, Aesop okay. Rocky. Like, um, they mm-hmm. just look like I mean, they just rolled out of bed. Yeah. Okay. But I wasn't. I wasn't too thrilled with uh the majority of the looks. Um, I think a lot of the men's fashion was boring. It's like okay, you got like a black tux on, so. Okay, do something new. And it wasn't that the people didn't understand the assignment. I just think it was left to everybody's interpretation of what American independence meant to different people. Because American independence means something different to me versus a refugee or somebody of Asian descent or uh, Mexican descent. Mm -hmm. So um, it was some people's interpretations people didn't like, that didn't mean that they didn't understand the assignment. But in my case, Iman always understands the assignment. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It was it was not really exciting, exciting. You know, you had a little Nas X that kind of gave you something and uh, Imani gave you something. Um, the men were boring. A lot of them wore suits, but Jeremy Pope kind of had a very interesting outfit that kind of depicted cotton. Um, yeah. And I thought that, that was uh, Emma Frost uh, looking. Yes, the Emma Frost. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. I was mad at Channing um, Tatum because, you know, it's, I think he's, I, 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 I love Channing Tatum, but it was just like, sir, you could have either just stayed at home or just, you know, put on something else or did like a magic mic, something, something like that. My mama just found out that he's not mixed. She thought he was a straight up mixed person. That is killing me. Um, <clears throat> I could definitely see, definitely during his step up era, mm-hmm. um, when he had the low buzz cut, I could see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, you know, for some of us, some of us was like, okay, Channing, you know, you can really uh, get it, you know. You still can get it, but you know, the, I just wanted him to like do a little bit more. Um, and then it was going back to Aesop Rocky that when he threw off that Captain Crunch outfit, 
Right, was, you thought it was gonna be like this big ass reveal. Like, no, she was fucking tugs. Calm down. Lord, Rihanna, I can't. I'm not gonna judge her her choices. Um, but if I look like Rihanna, I'll probably be, my goal will be to get somebody like Idris or somebody like you know. Like, be yeah, I would have niggas in rotation. Okay, just I'm like y'all know. Y'all know what y'all want. I got me a prince over here. I got mm-hmm. me somebody over here. Diversify your portfolio, bitch. Yes. Okay. Have the top one, like have the top percent of OnlyFans. Whatever you need to do, have that type of level of folks. Just don't be getting these folks that look like they are a part of somebody's pirate team. Like just, I just don't. don't. I mean, ASAP has his moments because um, he's not unattractive. He just. Not a you know, he got to, yeah, it's, it, it needs to be an effort. Um, he's got to scrub. Yeah, he's got to, yeah. And I just, I don't know. And even though with Brianna's look, that's why I felt this um, theme this year was just kind of uninspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because like, well, Anna Wintour never follows the theme ever. So, um, she, you know, she's going to give you that bob and them glasses. And <laughs> right. <laughs> So um, I don't know, maybe next year could be like quarantine sheet because I would be interested in like what that <laughs> like they what do that, that. Like. Oh my god. Um they're supposed to be doing it here uh like in the next few months or so, like early next year. Okay. Um so I guess to make up for lost time, uh since there wasn't one last year. I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, let's uh, get some more looks. I'll pay attention to it, but uh, I think Lupita Nyong'o, like she always understands the assignment too. Her hair was beautiful as well. Um, just kind of like the spiral situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's just funny to me that the conversation that came out of the Met Gala is that 100K is either a lot of money or not a lot of money. And I'm just kind of like, we oh, keep was? using the plot. Yeah. It just I didn't even understand thing. that. I, oh, I wow. I missed that. Yeah. Thank bless your stars you did. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Because niggas was mad that they weren't making 100K or... Well, no, because the thing with AOC... Um, so... So here's my piece <laughs> on it. Um, was it a little performative? Sure. But like you're at the Met Gala and being there in itself is a performance in the outfit that you wear. And also the Met in itself is a public municipality, right? Municipal, Mm -hmm. like it's a, it's a museum, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So government officials are often invited to events like this. Um, And like, I don't, I don't know. I just. Yeah. And then the shade about AOC's designer, they just, I read about that, like how that person owes so much money in taxes and, and took, the designer? Yeah, took a lot of the PPP. Um, oh my God. So still in debt. They in debt going into this, showing this, yeah. and it was like they had enough to pay to get this dress made. And I was like, oh Lord. And, and, you know, Maybe she just used crepe or because uh, uh, the internet will not sleep Google. they will find out everything they can um, and I was in there like wow but no Steph is right just 
the message it sends to be there. And then you think about the money. Like to that to, for you to pay that amount, that's a lot of people don't even make half that a year. Mm-hmm. And just to be like, here I am going to this event to do what? Walk around and drink. <laughs> that's it. And to be seen. And, you know, in the age of social media where you can be seen anywhere these days, it's, it's a lot. So to think about that whole $100,000 situation, I was just like, hmm. I would love to be making $100,000. I would too. Uh, listen, I wouldn't be writing for everybody and their grandma, um, you know. <laughs> right. Like I wouldn't have my right? vacations on a firm doing monthly payments. <laughs> But you know what's funny about that, Um, though, in the same vein of having a conversation about whether 100K is a lot or not, then um, I don't know if you all remember this when someone was like, yeah, I was able to get my plane tickets via like, I think quad pay at the time or zip pay it is now or Klarna. And then that turned into a conversation. I'm like, well, is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Because like, are we agreeing that, you know, people right. are, you know, doing what they can to make it and, you know, we're, I mean, you know, all struggling or are we having this other conversation? It just seems like, I don't even want to say the goalpost gets moved back. It just get moved wherever the fuck is going to be at on that time, on that day when um, someone has a point that they need to make. Yeah. Right. It's just the same, like with a $200 dates. Because oh, this conversation comes up like a menstrual cycle. Like, <laughs> I just, and it's like, just as painful. Right. Like, I don't understand, like, a $200 date to me and my uh, financial situation is a little pricey. Yes. But yeah. if you go to somewhere like, say, in New York City, or in LA, or wherever the case may be, a $200 date might be the minimum. So I don't understand why people can't figure out that it's just where you are living and your cost of living in that specific time. They were like, oh, uh, if you're not dropping $200, then you you this or that. Or if I'm dropping $200 and I expect to get some pussy out of this or some dick, I'm like, okay, so... This conversation is below my pay grade and it is out of the realm of me giving a damn. It's according where you it's according where you go. Um, because to be honest, you're not doing $200 dates on the regular, like unless you are really making money. But to be honest, you know, not when Outback is sitting around the corner, not when you know you better take your ass to Chili's with that two for 20. I'm about to say. When you can get a big pizza, you and him can sit up, eat that big pizza for $22. I hey. mean, because or like even if you go to a restaurant like a Firebirds or some one of those, um, I don't know, like I don't want to say like it's mid-tier, but it's just like, you know, we're we're celebrating things, we're we're doing an anniversary or something. You're still not spending two hundred dollars. Like, cause like, what are y'all eating? What are you ordering? What wine are you, is mo is the bulk of that drinks? Because it was so yeah. free game at home, baby. Hey. Because the most you're probably spending a hundred. If you're going to like Lowry's or you know, something like that, you're probably doing about a hundred. But again, right. and no shade, but if you are if you are queer, especially if you're gay, you ain't trying to spend no two hundred dollars because how are you gonna eat two hundred dollars of food and you expecting something at the end? Somebody's right. not gonna be eating. 
because somebody had to prepare. So I'm just saying that. Let's just keep that real. Somebody <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> because you got to perform later on, and that means no. I'll shit. Paint, paint on these tops because they don't give a damn about you. Just paint all over them. <laughs> so <that's> yeah. just, <laughs> nobody, you expected something in the, the day. You're not eating nothing. Two hundred dollars. Somebody, <laughs> you eating chicken broth and some water. That's about as good as you're gonna get because you're trying to be ready for the later on business. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, I mean, man, let me get I, into the bottom of this conversation and it being very heterosexual at the end of the day, because, right. Yeah, like, uh, if you are um, dating, I'll say, yeah, you have to be somewhat prepared, which uh, that is just yeah being a bottom and just having to watch what you eat when you know you're going to get some dick at the end. It's just... Mm-hmm. That's a, it is you know, a price we pay. Converse, we'll get, one day we'll talk about that completely because you know you have to know ahead of time. You got to know what you're gonna eat for lunch. Like, I, mean, I won't eat this peanut butter sandwich, or I won't eat a salad. Like, I, what am I gonna have? You know, what can I eat? You know, before you have to get I mean, or shit, just being over thirty and just something <laughs> that you, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can't eat everything, so this is gonna make me a little gassy later. Because if I am right. a little gassy, I'm not trying to. <laughs> be tooting and <laughs> right. so, like you know you stepping what? on a duck uh <laughs> when you uh kissing he was like what's that noise he was like oh my bad like come on now my kids they put their they toys up uh, right <laughs> ain't a toy to be sight and seen right like, I, it's just yeah um that's <laughs> a lot the <laughs> amount of preparation you have to do yes but moving on. <laughs> uh, so also this week, um, there was a lot of, you know, the, the new word discourse now. Um, it's replaced, discourse has replaced nuance, you know, so. Or problematic. Or problematic. problematic. Wait, that just, that just gave me indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I probably say his name wrong. Simi Lu, is it Simi Lu? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is under fire because Again? of old, old, huh? Again? Well, that with his old tweet, like I think it's old. No, old um, Reddit post. Reddit. Came up. Uh-huh. Ooh, not the Reddit. Um, yes, <laughs> Reddit came up um, where he. I think he was writing under the Canadian actor talking about pedophilia is being gay or that type of stuff. Um, There's some tweets that came up about is um, Ariana Grande, she should be dating somebody. Oh, something, all types of stuff like that. Stuff just came up, but not just on him. Aquafina got whoever was just kind of put her on blast about her black scent. So it was just an interesting look for this, you know, for the cast of uh, uh, Laura Shang-Chi. Yes, Shang-Chi already. So it was interesting just because again, you know, the it was just all over social media about what he said back in the day. And sometimes I'll be honest, I'm always like, y'all, we have to remember that people do grow. People do grow from what they said 10 years ago. I know I said things 10 years ago that if, that was public, y'all probably be like, okay, what were you thinking? But 
again, people do grow, but at the same time, you know, this wasn't too far from him because I think it's 2000. One of them was like last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was like, it wasn't too far. He tried to tweet, you know, try to be like, you know, things of, I may have said some stuff or what have you, but it did not help because that Reddit stuff was not great. So if y'all get a chance to see it, I mean, it's all over Twitter. You can't miss it. But the it's Aquafina piece, that, that's not new either. We all knew about her black set, but it was just that interview where she just couldn't. She, she <laughs> got uh, somebody's like, oh yeah. Uh, they Yeah, she got caught up in it and her non-answer to the question she's like oh yeah i'm open to it and uh she she wasn't ready for that question because it it gooped her but that's that's funny because does your pr not know like this isn't this is something people have been talking about for a long time so for her to not even be coached on that is just yikes like what are y'all doing with that money like figure that out again (laughs) <laughs> like it is not it is nothing new on how the uh, how social media works the internet any of that like you know what you're going to be asked you know what questions or what answers are going to set people ablaze and all of that so like figure that out ahead of time I don't know like I just feel like a lot of people are being goofy when it's avoidable yeah mm-hmm. from jump would you not doing black I mean a black scent but you, okay you've done it so you need to actively be trying to figure out, okay, so how do I correct this? Or how do I um, come up with, you know, answers to these questions that don't sound like I am just a complete dumbass. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're right about that. Cause I was thinking like your PR people and Disney, they did not prepare you. Cause I feel like Disney will be like, so we know all of your trash. Let's talk about right. it. Right. I'm, I'm surprised that Mouse didn't scrub his Reddit posts. He should have. Like, I don't understand why you, if I am getting contacted by Disney to make a movie and the MCU, I'll fake amnesia knowing people that I knew for 20 years. I will fake amnesia knowing my own motherfucking mama. It's just like, I don't understand how they were caught off guard by this. It, and it makes me believe that, oh, they really didn't believe in the movie because it was an Asian actor. Yes. And for him, like to do, because I remember when all of this went down originally, because uh, uh, a friend of the show, Sean, no totally, yeah. was going back and forth with all of these yep. fans. And he was saying how, as an Asian American male, we have to present ourselves a certain way we have to be look good we have to have all of this muscles to be deemed attractable uh, or or attractive or uh, desirable and it doesn't leave much nuance to other Asian American males and the same could be said when it comes to other POCs like Black men Uh, and everybody he didn't even at uh, Simu and all of his fans started attacking him and pushed him into like a depression. So I really, I still have, haven't seen Shang-Chi. I heard it was good. I mean, that's the easy part of doing an MCU movie. But I don't know if I want to support it, given the fact that he was being uh, homophobic. He was being anti-Black. 
he was being all of these things in these Reddit posts. And I don't think there was any kind of, there hasn't been any kind of accountability. There hasn't been any kind of uh, like, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't me. Or there, there hasn't been any kind of thing to come out of it, except that he's like, oh, let's just try to move past this. I'm like, no, nah, bitch, we can't move past this. Yeah, that was, that's been, it's been an interesting week for both of them. Um, they even found Aquafina's old rap videos. I was mm. like, Lord, okay, all right, y'all, this is a lot. And I think that her team needs to like sit down, like, let's just have a couple of, let's just have a couple of hours trying to hash this out because it's going to come back again. And for her to yes. be prepared, to mm-hmm. be that unprepared, I was like, ma'am. You were not, and it's funny because she was nominated for an Oscar. I'm like, at that point, I thought that you were ready for stuff like this. Because when you come, when you, when you're about to be nominated for an Oscar, that means everything you ever done. It's like running for president. Everything you ever done is about to be surfaced. So, wow. I just don't so, understand where the PR is in this regard. Like, are they not paying them? Are they not? They're definitely not paying them enough. That's what I'm about to say. And like, okay, where's an, somebody needs an uh, Olivia Pope to do this because, <laughs> my God, like, it's just, it feels like this is just basic 101. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but you know, you know, hope they learn from this. And by the time they do the sequel, we, you know. Will he be in the sequel? Well, because honestly, because <laughs> Disney, Disney is ruthless because they can do, they can do a Terrence Howard on them. That rat, uh-huh. that rat is a motherfucker. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> anything that big is a rat. So you just and never know. I should, I should know. I work for that motherfucking mouse. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, you know, we will celebrate Lil Nas X for actually just yes bringing us a new queer era. You can say. I mean, if you think about it. He's one of the few queer artists that has went to the limit, mm-hmm. beyond the limits, actually, with giving us the content that he's been giving. Um, the, <laughs> the ads, on the stage what, that he's yeah, been giving. Stage, right. The ads all over Los Angeles. So, you know, that has been funny to drive by and to see um, the performances, the videos. Being a Black gay man in this whole situation and being successful so far, and not completely playing to white eyes has been fascinating, which is it's because you, I think about RuPaul, I think about Todrick Hall, you know, the way they have pivoted to not claim the blackness and mm-hmm. Lil Nas X like, okay, I'll give you a little country song now you go see me and my black boyfriend. You go see me with black folks in my videos. Go see me talk about my gayness and blackness on the barbershop show. I forgot what the name of that was. Um, get Kevin Hart in some hot water for running his mouth. Hmm. Um, he has done things that, in some ways, you know, my generation, we are very excited to see because we always saw inklings of this with other people trying to get there, but. He's actually got there. You know, he's got there. Um, it hasn't slowed him down. He's only 22. 
Like that kind of hit me. You're such a little baby. Yeah, I'm like, like he's like my. I have students that age, and so I'm just like, I got clothes that age too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so it's funny when I look at my students. I'm like, oh my god, y'all are. Anyone of y'all can be doing something like this, and wow, but that's a lot of pressure. So I really give. Um, whoever his people are, keeping him grounded, because I mm -hmm. know he's been hit with so much, especially from our community, which has really been disheartening. Uh, yep. You got mm -hmm. Boosie and all them, you know, secretly wanting to suck dick and everything. That uh, Boosie is just, I know he has like a whole ass computer, uh, five different you know, like Batman. Look at Right, Batman <laughs> looking at, okay, which niggas is being gay today so I can uh, get mad about it. I'm like, Oh my God! If this motherfucker go, he gonna have a heart attack. Yes, if you don't claim it now and suck somebody's dick and be free, just go on and do that. Just go on and do it. It feels good. You will love it. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed about it. So, you know, for all these people out here, and even I heard something. Meek um, Mill actually said something about, you know, they dropping all this money on this experiment or whatever. I'm like, sir. He figured out something that was successful for him. You can do the same. He's you saying know, uh, an experiment looking like a, a face only a mother could love. I know you. I okay, know you. Eating fries off his thighs better swim. Right. But so, like, you know, them ashy thighs. Let's, you know, focus you on some, your life. Right. Get you some jerkins, nigga. Like, the fuck? Yeah. Do something, you know, and. I think also the rest of the world has been pondering if um, Jack Harlow is cute and has also been kind of the discourse as well. Um, I go back and forth, but it's, it's mostly a no. But uh, <laughs> that is. I mean, um, thankfully, um, I have not seen enough of him to uh, warrant any kind of opinion. So I'm like, okay, let's do a little rap thing. And, you know, he don't got him invited to the cookout. Um, you want to send him some food, send it to him, but that's it. <laughs> rap on some beats. Go to a studio and rap on some beats. <laughs> I had recently rewatched 8 Mile and <laughs> I mean, just how goofy, right? Um, this white man defeats black people with their own magic, which is hip hop. So, hey, already there. I'm like, okay, so I feel yeah, a type just, of way. They were giving him all the drama. My mama is, you know, basically using Tyler Perry um, formula. My mama's a whore. My mama, you know, and I, a junkie, and a junkie. <laughs> all that I don't have this going on. I'm sleeping around with somebody who just appears. Uh, what's her? I forgot her character's name, but I was like, is she just like a phantom? She just appears in places, um, and like, oh, here she is when the building's burning down. She just appears at my work. We're doing it, and then I was like, how y'all doing it at work? Ain't no cameras around where nobody can see mm -hmm. what's going on. Steph, what's it? Uh, Kim Basinger and uh, Eight Mile. Yeah, she was the mama. Yeah, she was the mama. Did she owe somebody a favor? She had well, you know, they actually had a lot of people in the movie, which was hilarious. It was her, um, Zod was in it. Um, what's his name? Michael, um, God, whatever that white guy's, but he plays Zod in the um Man is Still movie. Oh, Brady yeah. Murphy was in it. Uh, 
the other white girl who isn't Brittany Murphy was in it. Um, they had a lot of people. <laughs> you know, a lot of people owed a lot of favors. Um, and it was a lot of, I just remember a lot of people in the hip hop community just backing the hell out of that movie. And it's just really interesting looking at that now, um, some almost 20 years later. And it's just, okay, y'all. Yeah, that was like, was it nominated for an Oscar? Like, it sure was. Yeah. Like, it was just a lot. Um, I like Eminem when he was that quirky little white kid. Um, he was like, really angsty. Hi, my name is. Yeah. But then um, he got like that uh, Columbine angst. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. He can own Britney and uh, Mariah and all of them. Like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, you're a real tough guy. Yeah. Let me let me back away. I knew he was good. This songs like he's picking on boy bands. Like okay, right? I knew he, he knew was good better. for like the first album when my mom bought the album, and my mom don't mm-hmm. buy rap albums. I was like, oh, so he might be cute or whatever. But then he started getting. I want to kill my mom, and I, I was like, oh, let me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you got to okay, I was like, I don't know about that, sir. I was with you on the angsty thing because I'm an angsty, you know, preteen myself at the time. But when I had to yeah. one song, I was like. Mm. I gotta skip this. Let me go back to DMX and then there was X. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, but um, can we say that Little Nas X, going back to the, the original yeah. topic, we yes. were, he is such a marketing genius. Like, absolutely. How he uses social media uh, and all of his ads, it's just, I don't think, I don't know if anybody in his realm of music is doing social media and marketing as good as him. Maybe Sweetie. Um, and I say that like as a maybe, as a not that she's close, but that's someone who I, I think comes to mind. And she's mm-hmm. like gone from like Miss Mac, Big Mac Mama to Miss Mac Mama, because now she's got a Mac sponsorship. Um, who else? Maybe, maybe Doja? Yeah. Yeah. Doja. Um, which you know what, in the racial room, throwing feet, whatever, I don't care. Uh, um, <laughs> is like insanely talented. Um, so I'm just like, you know, okay, girl, it's fine. But those are the only two that really come to mind, really. Isn't other than uh, Saweetie the one that can't cook? Um, well, uh, she might, uh, who knows? I just know she'd be putting like sriracha on ice cream. Yeah, I was like, oh, I know her stomach is doing a bank here bounce. <laughs> well, I don't know. She, you know, she's still in her early 20s, so she all right. <laughs> no, um, I would like to see her try that in her 30s. Yeah, right. Just be on the bathroom forever. <laughs> Just crying. Right. <laughs> Singing Tyler Perry hymns. Mama, can you hear me now? Oh, wait, on this land. I can't even do I can't even do hot sauce on Doritos anymore. So okay. yeah. That's heartburn. I tried some uh, nigga nachos um, a couple months ago. So that's like, you know, you get the meat, you have the uh, flame of hots, you have the um, the cheese or whatever, mm-hmm. put it in the bag and have your good old time, some lettuce. And I just beat regret is what I'll say. Right. <laughs> Never again. Oh like that time God. has passed. Like father, I promise I won't do it again. Yeah, it's getting to a point as you get older, you can't even do Wingstop anymore. You can't. <laughs> I know. No, I, oof. I hit the gas when we passed the Wingstop. I'm like, I can't even, I don't even look at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can't even oh, look man. at you now. 
Uh, is there any other topics? No, not really. That was, you know, I feel like besides, you know, that whole, you know, Black scent, you know, agenda, Lil Nas X kind of dominated a lot that's been going on. So at least that, you know, that was a good gay yes. note, a good queer note to kind of end things on. Well, let's go ahead and get into our bigger, more exciting topic. Um, we're going to talk about what Steph has been up to. And Ooh. I have to say, I have to say that when I saw the news, um, I was in a, okay, I was in a meeting, uh-huh. um, a Zoom meeting. And, you know, I was trying to be crafty and look at my phone, acting like I was, you know, writing something. And I saw the news and I, and I was like, I was like, what? And my boss was like, what happened? I said, he said, something happened to your mama. I'm like, I said, oh, man, you just turned to my mama. But I was like, no, I said, nothing, never mind. But when I saw the art, I, I, I screamed. I screamed. So if y'all don't know, Steph, as I said before, Steph has been writing some comics, has been giving us, you know, a little bit here and there. But Steph is going to be writing about Nubia. And if y'all have been following Steph from the beginning, Steph has been talking about Nubia for a while. And so to have to see this and to see Steph's name as well as uh, Viola on there as well, if y'all know Viola, I'm saying the name wrong. So if y'all- Oh, Vita Ayala. Yes. <laughs> no, you good. <laughs> they will come after me on that one. So I, I apologize. Um, no, don't don't come give it to y'all, please. <laughs> but, um, this is amazing. So can, can you just talk a little bit about like how did this become a, your project, both of y'all project, but how did, how, did, how did you get into this? Wow, okay, so um, the week, I think it was a week before the same week that Marble Voices uh, Legacy was dropping, um, I think maybe a week or two prior, Vita had hit me up and was like, hey, like, would you be interested in like doing some, like writing something with Amazon? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, So they told me that, okay, I passed on, you know, Living Heroes to the other and, you know, you might hear, you should hear something back. So it's like, you know, okay. Uh, So fast forward and um, the same week that Marvel Voices Legacy dropped, I was supposed to talk to the editor at DC, uh, Brittany, and uh, we spoke on the phone for like maybe an hour because I just talked her ear off about, you know, Wonder Woman and what, um, you know, just what the mascara has meant to me, Diana, the just Wonder Woman's, um, just as a symbol, DC Comics, period. Uh, the door Melagic, she had brought up that and she was like, yeah, I just think you have a really firm grasp on like, you know, what it would kind of look like for these women who are warriors to like interact with one another that isn't just all kill, kill, kill. And I was like, wow, I really appreciate that. Um, so initially I just thought I was writing a short story for Wonder Woman Black and Gold. So, um, you know, uh, Brittany was like, yeah, so like, would you be interested in doing this? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I'm writing that. I was like, well, can I write about Nubia? Like, can I include Nubia in my story? And she told me that I could. And that's where I thought it ended. Like Vita did mention um, a Nubia series, but I didn't really pay it any mind because like, not discrediting, discrediting myself as a writer, but 
that's huge. And I just really started writing on, um, you know, this scale. So I thought maybe I need to pay my dues a little more, just whatever. So Vita was like, hey, so do you have time this weekend to talk about your, uh, you know, um, Nubia? So I'm thinking, Vita's talking about, you know, my eight page story. And I'm like, well, you know, it's almost written, but yeah, we can go through it. So we, so we talk and we're talking about two very different things for like almost an hour. So finally Vita's like, okay, yeah, like that's good. So like, what are your ideas for Nubia? And I'm like, what you mean? What are my ideas for Nubia? It's <laughs> like, no, like your ideas for Nubia, like um, you're going to be writing this series. And I'm like, wait, what? So the whole time, the whole purpose of the um, the short story and um, Wonder Woman Black and Gold was really more so not even like a, a entry test or anything. It was just for them to get a feel for um, like my writing style and all of that in the DC world. And I, um, I think we were on Discord talking and I almost... I don't know, I think I almost passed out because it just hit me like a ton of bricks like, oh shit oh, you mean like for real, for real, um, Nubia, because um, I don't know, I hadn't expected that because I knew that um, L.L. McKinney had just written um, a real one and then also Future State. So just being familiar with comics and just kind of how the industry goes, like I just assumed that it was going to, you know, uh, L. McKinney might be the one who would be writing a series if there was going to have one because I didn't even know the Nubian Amazon series had been announced way back in February. I had no idea. So, um, and I was like, okay, well then, you know, maybe she's busy or something like that. So I'm like, I'm going to take this opportunity and, um, run with it. Um, and that's essentially what I've been doing ever since. And it's just been really surreal, um, experience. Vita has been amazing to work with. Um, it's been nice to have them there as like a mentor and, um, yeah, like it's been, like Vita has allowed me to, um, or given me the space to just, to write it. So uh, we'll like plot things together. Like we've plotted out the six, um, the six issues um, or whatever. And like, it's just been me scripting and like, we'll like do a page by page breakdown. That's been interesting to kind of see how that goes and just, um, you know, for a longer form comic that has, uh, you know, a bigger story, and all of that um, is very different than, you know, page by page. I mean, like a, you know, one-off page or whatever. And um, I don't know, like, it's just been for real. And then like Aletha Martinez is just an amazing artist. Um, so to have her so excited and just all in on this series, her and just everyone else in the Wonder Woman office has just been surreal. Like I feel very blessed and spoiled at the same time, just a little bit because I, I know that this experience that I have that I'm having right now is truly unique because it's not one that happens often or at all, right? So um, I don't know, y'all. Like it's just um, <laughs> it's been a dream, but not really because some deadlines remind me that it's not a dream, baby. <laughs> you right. get this stuff right. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like to get a chance to um, kind of reintroduce Nubia. Um, to the DC universe in a way that, you know, will be, you know, considered canon and all of that and try to set her up um, in a position where, you know, when you think of Nubia, you're thinking of Nubia. Um, and that's no shade to Diana or anything, but it's time for her to like stand on her own. 
So that's when I was when I was told that um, you know Nubia will be queen of the Amazons. I thought that that was pretty cool and different than her going in. I don't know, like taking Diana's mantle while Diana's away as Wonder Woman over at the Justice League because she would get lost in the sauce, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Hippolyta has essentially kind of been lost in the sauce while she's been over there. So um, to have an opportunity to have a story that is singularly focused on um, this Black woman <laughs> as queen of the damn Amazons has been... Um, I don't know, it's been challenging, um, but also just really rewarding um, to kind of see a lot of the things that I've learned while just reading as many comics as I do and just kind of learning from other folks who have been in this industry for a while has just been something to kind of put all those pieces together and then like see like issue one, two, three, four, and to kind of see my growth um, along the way. Cause I got a note that issue three was uh, my strongest one yet. So that means that, you know, we're trending in the right direction. Not to say that the other two weren't good, but um, I'm I'm really, you know, picking up what is being put down and putting it to good use. Yeah, and what you were saying about, you know, feeling like you needed to pay your dues. I feel like that you, you have paid your dues. Yeah. When you <laughs> were writing, huh? No, you're right. You're right. I'm not gonna stop you. No, you, you're right. Because you that's not the fact that you know you knew you knew what you were talking about. You know comics. Mm-hmm. You've written. You know you, you're the one about the, your comic about being a parent, but also when you did the Living Heroes, um, you and did that podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Uh, Misty's uninformed Afro with. Mm-hmm. That strength. person that shall not be named. Um, um, and you you paid your dues. And I feel like it's interesting that you talk, you said that because I think as, as a writer, you find yourself at times completely doubting everything you ever done. Or yeah. what and, which is and, a weird feeling too. Yeah. Because you kind of think you're trash. Um, and I'm I'm speaking for myself at times you will feel that way, but you have to remember that people are waiting for you, you know? And, you know, when, when I was, when I used to see your post, I'm like, no, no, you deserve, you totally deserve because I feel like you paid your dues. Um, and so I'm really, it, like, it makes me proud to know that you are doing something that you said you were going to do. You vision cast what you were well, going to do. Yeah, cause um, I don't know, like, I, I don't know when the switch, ha- I, I guess it happened when um, Misty Knight's uninformed Afro was no more, right? Um, that was a point where I could have either just kind of laid down and let things be as they were or try to keep going forward. Um, and I chose to keep going forward because, you know, I still had this other research. So I was like, well, if I'm not on a podcast and I could write about it. So then that's when I segue to, um, sci-fi fangirls and then even from there I was like but I don't know if I want to continue to talk about or critique things in pop culture in this way like I want to like I want to actually create um so I'm like tweets aren't enough tweets aren't enough for me to put on a on a cv or a resume or for someone to say like hey I know this really funny person but like here are her tweets like they actually need something um, either a screenplay or, um, you know, a webcomic or something. So that's when Parenthood Activate happened. Cause I'm like, you know, 
Um, I tried with the uh, Braxton, uh, so with Make Comics, like we had the Kickstarter that failed. And that was another point where I was like, okay, so either I'm going to let this, um, you know, take me to a place and I stop or keep going. And that's when I was like, okay, well, then I'll do the webcomic and see what happens with that. Because I'm like, you know, the way that I'm tweeting and using memes and stuff to me, in my mind, that's similar to comic scripting in a way. Um, it's just now like I'm not confined to what is in this meme and trying to convey a thought with that I can actually write it out so um, parenthood activate happened and then but what if there were the living heroes and I think with living heroes um, and being able to just kind of kind of like do something everything I do is because I want to do it and it was funny to me but um, to see that you know I don't have to like I don't know, like bend myself or present myself in a certain way for people to uh, support me. I was like, okay, like I can keep along this line and keep doing it. Um, so I guess when I say that about, you know, getting that opportunity, it's more so because I'm a, I'm a queer black woman, right? And usually it's white guys off the street who wrote something on a napkin that gets the right Batman, a Batman series. <laughs> yes. um, for a lot of us, for a lot of black creators, you have to jump through so many hoops or damn near have a Pulitzer in order or like a Nobel Peace Prize or whatever in order to like just get two pages in an anthology mm-hmm. or something like that. So to kind of have something that I've been manifesting, mm-hmm. you know, happen a lot quicker than I um, maybe should have, I mean, maybe thought it would have happened um, just kind of took me by surprise, but even still, to kind of to, to see and every time I finish a script or get notes back um, or revisions or something and see like, no girl, you're supposed to be here. Um, you are the person right now to uh, write Nubia. You know what you're doing, um, have faith in that. And I do, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like not even trying to sound overly confident or any of that, but like, I just fully firmly believe that um, I don't like it's my time. Yeah. Yeah, and feel overconfident all day because <laughs> think about it. As you mentioned, a lot of these white males who are doing this, they go in, like we always say, we want to go in with the confidence of these white males who just walk up after they just did yeah. a critique on uh, YouTube. And they, yeah, they're writing Batman, writing Superman, or they are writing the damn Justice League movie. Like they are all yes. of given these opportunities. And so I think when it comes to a lot of us who are creators, um, we do need to have that confidence because what I learned, especially yesterday at the, 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 the Night Awards, I'm saying, I feel like I'm saying that wrong. But when I think about seeing those awards and people who were winning, there was a lot of people of color winning for mm-hmm. creating fantasy, sci-fi, all this type of stuff that we've been shut out of. Yeah. Um, and to know that we have that ability to do that. Um, and when we're given that chance to do that, it's amazing. And that's why I always tell people like, no, always shine, always shine your light, walk in your glory, walk in your destiny, because they didn't want us to do that in the first place. They didn't really want mm-hmm. us there. So I think it's great. That's why I love to see the work that you do, Danny does, um, seeing, um, Jordan do some stuff like I'm, I'm happy to see more black people um, not because I know them but more to see more black people in this game 
um, because it's time. It's really time and it's your time. So I'm really happy for that. Could you tell us a little bit about your, I'm gonna jump over here really quick. Um, what, what have you learned about your writing during this process? Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I knew this beforehand, but I hope other folks do too, um, that it's just not all jokes. So like most people who are usually funny are just insanely, um, I don't know, like emotional too. Um, so I've gotten a chance to, um, I don't know, express that. And I guess about my writing, what I've learned is that um, <laughs> things can always be better, right? So just because this first uh, first couple pages I've written, I think is solid. And I go back through it again. I'm like, oh, but this could happen. And that could be a little better. And just kind of seeing that growth and going back. Because before I used to be scared of revisions, not because I didn't. I don't know. It's um, and this is probably from like school and stuff like that, where someone tells you like, "Oh, this isn't too good," or "This isn't good," then all of it's trash. That's not the case. Um, it's they're your best friend because things can be better. Um, so getting more comfortable with um, I've always been comfortable taking direction, but now taking direction or uh, feedback and saying, instead of like having a visceral reaction to it, it's more, uh, I'm really excited to get it back because like, oh, like, yeah, you saw what I was going for. Um, you know, now I can massage this out some more. Um, so that's been really fun. And um, I don't know, like, <laughs> it's just really wild to me that because I've been so immersed in comics for so long to have all those things that I didn't even know that I was learning come back and see it reflected on the paper. So all the way back from, you know, all the uncanny X-Men, um, the Avengers comics, um, old Batman and stuff like the Archie even, um, to have all these little small things that I've learned through osmosis from other writers, um, I see it show up um, in my work and like blended in with my own take on things has been really cool because I don't like to me that that's just proof that you know we are all creators in our own way um, and as we consume creative things like it it um, I don't know like it leaves a mark on us it influences us and if we are given the opportunity to kind of um, have our own creative outlet we'll, we'll see that like you're always learning even when you don't think you are. Right. Uh, how does it feel as far as the expectation to have Nubia as canon live up to the expectations of the general public and to yourself? Right. So um, <laughs> that has been something that I've learned that I can't. Um, so. Before, like when I first learned that I was writing it, like that almost swallowed me up, right? Uh, thinking about the level of expectation because this is um, a Black character who has the fan base that she does without the history to go with it. That in itself is a phenomenon. So that I know that there is a lot riding on it, but I couldn't let myself get swallowed up by that because it was going to affect my ability to do anything. If I was concerned um, with every single sentence I wrote, like, oh my God, like, will this be great? Like, will this be enough for everyone? And the thing is that I'm not going to be able to please everyone. And also that shouldn't even be my goal to please everyone because it's just this one character 
this one story, this one mini series, um, and there'll be more, but, uh, I, I don't like, I, I quickly learned like you, um, you're setting yourself up for failure to, um, let that consume you. You can let it fuel you, which I have, because I mean, like anybody, or at least when I do my work, like, I don't want to be out there looking crazy. So I'm going to put my all into it. I'm going to make sure that it's, it's not mediocre because I can't afford to be mediocre um, at all. So um, in that way, it's fueled me, but um, it's scary. I'm not going to lie to you. It is very scary. I want to say like this week, I've been plagued with nightmares. Um, <laughs> like someone misinterpreting um, something that I've written or something. And then like, you know, me becoming a Twitter main character of the day and then on Twitter. And that was another reason why I kind of had to get off the app because um, at times it was impeding on my ability to create fearlessly and freely Um, because there is, I don't know, like, I don't even, I don't even want to call it critique sometimes because it just really feels more so like, I don't know how to articulate, articulate it yet, but it's not really, it's not critique, it's something totally different that often happens, um, not just on that app, but we see it a lot on there. And I'm like, I, I can't do anything with this. It's almost like the, it's the attacks. It's like these yeah. attacks for no reason because you have comics gate, you have people, yeah. you have them. And then you have people who, I, they just miserable. They just want to see failure. I feel like Twitter has become a place where it's like, if we can see you fail, that's the best part of the day. And I'm like, okay, all right, y'all. You're favored until people are bored with you and the fact that you're still existing in that space. Yes. And you also Um, deal with a lot of insecurities in that space. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. And it's funny, too, because as Nubia is um, coming into this role as queen before, um, so her history right now is that she has been champion of Doom's Doorway for centuries, a very long time. Um, So now she is all of a sudden queen of Themyscira because of her own actions of being a champion and being the one that is going to do what needs to be done. Um, so in Infinite Frontier, that's essentially what she does. Um, she's the only one who is brave enough to uh, look Medusa's head, um, to look at Medusa's head. That's not what she ends up having to do, but she's willing to do that. So um, I'm like, wow, I uh, didn't know that this, her story was going to run parallel to mine in a way where I'm kind of making that same type of career transition, uh, right? And to kind of see a little little pieces of myself um, and her and her um, transition has been fun and I hope helps. Well, not hope helps. I think it has helped um, a ton because um, I can be vulnerable in my writing. <laughs> I feel like, you know, as writers, sometimes we don't want to do that because so many people can, because um, once you release something is out into the public, it's no longer yours. Um, so it's scary if you're vulnerable in your writing and somebody rips it to bits, or even if somebody praises it, but praises it uh, for reasons that you didn't even see coming because you didn't interpret it that way. But that's, you know, art is left to be interpreted. However, um, so that's been interesting. And also, um, you know, funny enough, 
none of my concerns have been like how white people will receive this. I don't care about any of that. It's really more so, um, you know, for um, the black folks who are going to read it. I just hope that it um, it gives something of value to uh, the community. Yeah. Yeah, that makes totally makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is black woman in a Greek. You know, like that's difficult in itself, but trying to right. toe that line because it's also not the same because it's a fictional world. You know what I mean? Like it's a fictional yeah. world. So right. um, even still they won't be held to the same similar or same, you know, limitations as here. So trying to balance that fine line because I don't know, like, you know, uh, social media conversations, stuff like that mean absolutely nothing in the mascara. Why would they? True. Right. And I, and they, I, oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say, but not to say that the topics that are being discussed cannot be explored, but through that lens, that world. So trying to kind of figure out, you know, what's, so imposter syndrome is definitely something that um, is being dealt with in this book. And that's something that can be, you know, dealt with because imposter syndrome, I'm pretty sure, existed since, you know, Adam and Eve. True. You know, Nubia ain't going to be talking about no $200 dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that we're we're going, we're talking about Death's Doorway because if you have been reading yes. Wonder from the gate, um, even the reboot in, in I think, um, 87 or 86, um, they that's like in the first 10 issues mm-hmm. um, that you get into what that is and also has a lot to do with Steve Trevor's mother and so much so I love that we're getting into that but I also love that you are giving new life to Nubia because if we go back, <laughs> we go uh-huh. back uh, when Nubia was in the comics and um, it's funny I have a big one of my big um wall things on my wall like a poster whatever frame poster is the scene in super friends where we see nubia saying that i'm the real wonder woman you know who in and all this stuff and you see her stand with a bunch of black women behind her um and then her wonder woman fight you know about who's the real wonder woman there it's interesting to look back at her past because she was only she was made at a time where black power was becoming a big thing Mm-hmm. They really didn't know what to really do with her. And I would never forget, even though I own the comic, I will not forget her appearance as Supergirl. Oh my ah. God. When she was passed out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> passed out. But then you got Hippolyta like, oh, I'm going to make you my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to be an honorary Amazon. You're going to get all this stuff. I'm like, well, damn, y'all, you treating her more than your own, better than your own daughter who's just laying here. Right. So w- when you was putting, you know, putting the story together and really, you know, fleshing out who Nubia is, what did you want to, what did you want this character to escape, if that makes sense? What do you want to escape from that past? What do you want people to know how she's different than what they may be used to or what they remember? Um, I wanted her to escape out of Diana's shadow. Um, but in a way where it's not pitting Nubia against Diana and who's better or any of that, because I don't know, to me, like there's not enough, there isn't anything interesting to come out of that. So I didn't even want that to be a focus. Um, 
I wanted it to, for her to be in on Themyscira and to be in this world in a way that makes sense. Um, so I don't want to give too much away, but the way that um, Nubia is essentially reintroduced allows for that, um, but still keeping a deep connection to Diana where, um, you know, they're still tied in that way, but it's not a, a competition thing. Um, Cause like, we don't, we don't need that. Um, they don't need that. Nubia doesn't need that. So um, it was really, when they told us the different things that we can kind of play with and also young Diana was being set up in that by uh, Jordy, the writer, I read that and I was like, okay, this is actually really great. And this works and it makes what I would like to do make all the sense in the world. So um, I don't know, like it, it took a little, it took a little thinking on like, how can Nubia be reintroduced in a way that <laughs> is not how she was introduced back then or how she even came to be, um, but also still have this tie to Diana that doesn't put her in her shadow, um, her shadow of anything. It just puts, puts them on equal footing. Cause that wasn't, that was important to me. Um, I think of the Amazons in the same way that I think of the Dora Milaje um, and like their evolution throughout the years. So um, even with breathing new life into Nubia, I've essentially been breathing new life into Themyscira as well. Um, and what life looks like for, uh, you know, the Amazons there and also how the Amazons look. Yes. And then, you know, right now, it ain't looking, um, it ain't looking, uh, there aren't different variations of white. I'll put, I'll put it that way. We got, it's very colorful. <laughs> as it should. Yeah, and it reminded me, you know, what you're saying reminded me of what Phil Jimenez was saying when he was doing the comic years ago about how he really wanted to make sure that it's just not these white women. Yeah. Um, it's other people. It's other people are part of this because again, Amazons are bigger than that. So it's bigger than just this white woman or these white women. And I think about the old Wonder Woman, the 70s comics where it was like, oh, that's all you saw was the white women. Yeah. That's all you saw. You didn't see it. You didn't see anybody else but the white women. So this is this is gonna be amazing. And I and I still struggle a little bit with um her name just slipped me, but I, I still struggle. Yeah, Artemis. Oh, Artemis. Yeah, I struggle yeah, with I don't wanna Artemis. I don't wanna give okay. I I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with some some newer things that are happening with Artemis. Yeah. Because I yeah. get that. Yeah, because when Armas came out, I was like, she's an Amazon from the Balan Vidal. I can never say what that, that, that group named correctly. But I was like, why is, I was like, okay. I said, out of all the ones we've, we've seen of these particular Amazons, here comes this one. And I was like, okay. So yeah. I, I'll be, you know, like, yeah, this is the lighter, whiter looking one. I'm like, mm, okay. But I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. You know, I don't want to. I get blasted by friends about Artemis because they love Artemis, and I'm like, mm, okay. But I'm excited about this. <laughs> I'm excited to see. Uh, so, yeah, because there. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead, Nick. Um, I was just going to ask you. Um, a lot of people are into comics, but aren't not into like a creative uh, field. How would you, um, or what advice would you give someone who is trying to make a jump from one career to another 
um, such as you did, because I remember you were working in a lab and mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you're doing a different total medium. Uh, what would you say to, what advice would you give to people in that kind of uh, predicament? Um, well, unfortunately, nothing happens overnight. Sometimes they do, but most times they don't. Um, so to um, not let that discourage you, so if it's just you starting, I don't know, little by little. So if it's a little podcast or if you're interested in uh, writing about the stuff that you enjoy or like fan fiction or whatever, to just kind of give yourself the space, if you can, to, um, I don't know, like give yourself that creative outlet. Um, and if you're able to do it in a way that allows you to, I don't know, the same way that you would get work experience, right? Um, you would, you know, you go to a job here to, to get this and get that. Um, I think of just creative, um, creatively just kind of doing the same thing. So I know for me, it was podcasting at first and then that pivoted into, uh, writing. So I just get comfortable, more comfortable with myself as a writer. Um, and also the biggest thing is doing stuff with intention. Um, and with the intent that whatever, whatever that is. So like for me, um, you know, the sole reason why I even had got back on Twitter was because I wanted to write, right? I, I didn't know exactly what, like I originally it was like romance novels because that's one of my first loves next to comics. Um, and then when that didn't, I don't know, like it just kind of, I just kind of went with the flow. So then the podcasting thing happened, then I got back to writing, but I wasn't writing, you know, fan fiction or anything yet. I was just writing about the stuff that I was watching. So for me, it was just kind of interesting. I still try to quantify my entire experience thus far, but it was a lot of doing things um, intently with, I would like to be here, hopefully. Like, I hope that this, this, this road that I'm traveling um, leads me here. And that was, that ended up being comics. Like at the end, very end of the day, like I knew that I wanted to create comics. However, that was gonna be webtoons um, or writing for the big two, writing my own thing, getting published or something like that. Like that was always the end goal. Um, and I felt like, because that was like, you know, when I would do stuff like that was my intent, then that is kind of how I, ended up here like, I'm not trying to make it sound like some mumbo jumbo like you know crystals here and there but I do think there is power um in doing things with intent with whatever it is that you want to do because I mean I don't like after a while this stuff is going to add up and you know you'll look up and you'll hopefully be where it is that um or at least closer to where it is that you're trying to be right yeah it's true so what's next for you? Did you um, talk, about, talk about romance novels? Which I would have never guessed. Yeah, so, and that's going to, and that actually shows in Nubia. So um, when you pick up Nubia, you'll be like, oh, that's what she meant. Because um, it, it, it shows oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, be ready for that. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I ever will write a romance novel, but I do have a romance comic mm -hmm. um, that I um, am currently just kind of um, working on on the side. Are you guys familiar with Black Jose Press? 
um, that is Jamila um, Rosier's uh, imprint. So um, we've been in talks and there is, um, I would like to do the romance comic um, with her, um, with her um, imprint and um, another, I don't know, like a, I don't want to give it away, but another project uh, that I want to do that's also comic related, but it's like Black people in space, mm -hmm. um, falling in love and doing their thing. Uh, but I don't know, like the stuff that I am for real, for real got on the way. I can't talk about because NDAs, but it's just mm -hmm. been amazing to me how <laughs> work has been finding me and people that I didn't even think was paying attention to me have been paying attention to me, um, which has been interesting. I'll put it that way because, you know, you all know how I am on social media. So I'm just like, oh, that didn't scare you. But then again, that's <laughs> testament to like, you know, you can you know, just kind of be yourself um, and people that will garner an art audience that will bring people who are interested in what you have to say and what you work on. All right. Yeah, I'm, I was, I asked that question because I, I do see you doing bigger things. Like I was thinking of, I can see you doing the script, movie script. I can see. Well, you know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'll put uh, it that way. Um. <laughs> I've learned that. that is also intent. Uh, that well, is something good. that's on my mood board. Um, I would say an animated series would definitely be first, but that is on, um, that is definitely on my mood board. And as you know, when I manifest things, as I've learned that that must be my mutant superpower. Good. Cause I was like, I can, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm I can see these things. I can see these things for you. Cause I can see like, you want to do more. You want to make sure you put that out there and, yeah, I can see you doing all of that. Movies, books, um, TV series, even video games. <laughs> you know what? And <laughs> funny you bring that up. Yeah, I'll put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look at that. All right. Look at that. Yeah, because I, I want a gem and a hologram reboot, reboot. Go ahead and put that out. Yeah. Um, John M. Chu, stay away from this. I'm not playing with you. Yes. You, you do Crazy Rich Asians 2 and 3. We'll yeah. handle Jim. two and three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, Nick, you, if, if, Nick, you have anything else before we? I just want to say um, I am so proud of you. I remember when we were, you were doing the uh, Girlfriends podcast yeah. and the Lemonade podcast way back in the day. And I was like, oh, we're just doing this just to be doing it. And then all of a sudden, it's it's just like confirmation that I'm following the right people to be inspired. Because, you know, I, I'm i not in like a creative aspect. Um, I like to deal with um, business side of stuff. So, but to see these kind of, affirmations become reality it's so it, it makes me feel like whatever I want to do can be possible so I just want to be I, I just want to thank you for being a friend Dorothy yeah. Spornak <laughs> <laughs> and like just being so down to earth and just being always there and I, I mean that like from the bottom of my heart absolutely wow yeah. <laughs> I appreciate Bob got me tearing up over here. Absolutely. You know, no, no, no. 
No, it's very true, Steph, because, you know, you've been, you know, we've all been. You inspired me, Victor, of all people. I mean, not of all people in that way, but and I mean, I really mean that um, because early on, like you even reaching out when um, Strange Lore, right, to say like, hey, can you look at this? That meant the world to me like that. I just think of little moments like that um, where people have paid attention to me and said, I don't know yet, but like, she's got it. Like she's got something. Um, and I respect her knowledge of comics. Um, so for you to even reach out to me and say, can you look at this? That that meant to the world to me. It, it really did. And it made me feel like, okay, like I can, I'm doing something. Um, <laughs> I do know what I'm talking about. And people recognize and rec- people recognize that because um, I, I really don't know if I would be where I am right now if it wasn't for just small instances like that. Wow, I that 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 does mean a lot. Uh, just because, yeah, I because I felt then, and I sometimes joke that I can see great people coming. Um, I was talking to my uh, a, a person that I work with very closely, Nick Robey who does a lot of great art stuff. So if y'all ever look, if you ever see some of that hot Nightcrawler art, that's Nick. Um, I be wanting to slam Nightcrawler down. He did, <laughs> he did, um, he did some strange lore, um, some art for me way back, I think in 2012. And I remember I said to him, you're gonna get there. You're gonna be big. I can't believe nobody is looking at you now. Um, and I felt that way about you, Steph. When I was getting to know you and seeing yourself, I was like, I'm putting my heart into this project. That I'm gonna ask the people that I feel know their shit to tell me the truth. And that that means a lot to hear that, you know, that was something for you and it was something for me because I wanted somebody that I again I, I trusted and I felt like who knows something will tell me if this is a bunch of mess um will tell me and so that's been very helpful for me and as i and as nick has said you've been inspirational enough for me to continue um in a lot of different ways like you know strange lord 2 is on its way yeah uh, the art is being worked on and lord the money um, and <laughs> oh to listen that, but also as i and i was talking to steens about you and people who know steens is mm-hmm. uh, how just in, how we just so impressed and how it's amazing to see what you're doing and everything else. So we're so proud of you. And that's why we love talking to you. We love to see you. We love to see what's coming next. Um, I was at the comic store talking about like, make sure my Nubia is going to be in my box. <laughs> yes. Um, and the guy was like, Oh, do you, do you know the writer? I said, yeah, I do know the writer. He was like, and he was like, Oh, you do. Because I looked at your Twitter, you know, a lot of people. And I was like, Okay, that's not the point. The point is I want Nubia in my box. Not to know your Twitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, luckily, um, and, and I met Angelique, um, if you know Angelique. Yeah. Oh, okay. Angelique. And like her trajectory, oh my God. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, at the comic store. So, you know, it's just- a, It's a crazy. Place. Like so, the people that we know, like Kayla. Yeah. Um, yes. Her trajectory. Yes. Like, and joy and uh, it's just- Valerie, yeah. It's Shannon, just so crazy how we kind of all 
like found each other one way or another through the realm of podcasting and comics and uh, pop culture. And it's just, I, I, I don't know. It's just fucking cool to see how people's careers have gone on and it are continue to go on. I, I'm just, I'm floored really. Yeah. And we know it's not easy. Um, but I right. feel that we have to, we have to champion each other. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. everything is against us from the gate. Everything is against us. So I feel that when I see y'all shine and see y'all rise, we have to continue that. Because if nobody else is going to, if nobody else does it, we have to do it. And so, yeah, this is, it's amazing. And so I know great things are coming, will be coming from you. Um, and that's why I'm excited. That's why, you know, I always will champion your stuff because it's like, we saw this coming. We knew this was coming. Uh, and so I, and I, and I hope that you just bask in all of this, because as I said before, you deserve. And of course we get attacked by, uh, imposter syndrome. That will always be the demon. <laughs> that will always be the dragon we have to fight. But I just... Uh, the Babadook. Yeah. Right? The Babadook. <laughs> but, you know, but, I, I, will, I will say that um, even with that, because I know that um, you know, I have support from you know, YouTube and other folks who have been there from the get-go that... Um, that is something that I always think about, right? When I have a moment where I feel that way, I'm like, well, no, like these people seen it before anybody else did. So it's, it's there, like you, you're doing a thing. So if I could write like a, this is for all these people in this book, I would, and you all's name would be uh, right there. Like it would just be a list of ads from Twitter because, um, <laughs> No, like it, it just, it takes a community. Like they say, it takes a community for children. Like it, it takes a community for creatives as well. It really does. All right. Well, we can praise Steph all day, but we want to respect <laughs> her time. So Steph, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I will go ahead and still give my Twitter because um, I'm still... I don't know. I might react. I mean, I might reactivate. I don't know. But um, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Steph underscore I underscore Will, uh, whysteph.com. And if you are on YouTube and you happen to go to the Amazon uh, video, Prime Video channel, I have a show there. Uh, I'm talking about the boys and Invincible and whatever other um, comic book properties they have over there. So you can subscribe over there if you miss my takes on that and yeah just be on the lookout because I'm not going away um I have some stuff that I'm working on for uh Marvel as far as like their editorial stuff also DC um actually tomorrow uh, my first piece for uh DC will be out and it's about Madame Rouge because oh. Doom Patrol is coming back oh my god Madame Rouge and we don't talk about Madame Rouge enough yes and I just finished the uh, couple of seasons of the boys Yes, Can I tell okay. you, I was so glad that Stormfront got mm-hmm. blasted at fucking bitch. <laughs> oh Come my God. Now. I was mad. I was like, look, don't let me jump in because I'm going to fight this bitch. I might die, <laughs> but I'm going to fight this bitch. Oh, I was hot. Anyway, <laughs> before I go on another tangent, 
Um, you can find me and Victor on social media. We are at uh, What Porters Say and Wonder Man 5. The podcast is also on Twitter at Mechachine1. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, and Pandora. Our, our website is podofthestream.com. Um, and Nubia in the Amazons, it comes out, uh, I'm going to get this right, October 19th, correct? Yes, because the supply chain is short. So again, October 19th. Um, yeah, just go ahead, go line up, go get that, please. It's worth your time. I'm putting in a, we're putting a lot of effort into this and I know comics aren't cheap. So I want you to get your money's worth. That's right. Yes. And why is it a a shortage? Yeah, it's a, it's affecting (laughs) everything. Um, so yeah, cause a bunch of books got, um, pushed back. I mean, Kelly, Kelly Sue DeConnick and um, Phil Jimenez, WW, um, Wonder Woman, Historia, um, okay. Tom King's um, Batman book. So, yeah, it's a mess. But it's okay because yeah, that means that I can take my time on issue five. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, if there's nothing more, uh, we will see you all next time. <laughs>